0: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Jonah Mixon-Webster is a poet and a conceptual and sound artist from Flint, Michigan, and listening to him read and perform his poetry is an experience. His debut poetry collection is titled Stereotype. Jonah Mixon-Webster, welcome to Forum.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.
0: We're so glad to have you here. And I'm so excited to learn that you prepared to read a poem for us, the poem Incubation, a five-minute meditation on Flint's water crisis. Did you want to say anything about the poem first or just go right into it?
1: Uh, I think I'll just go right into it and then uh, maybe we can talk about it. Yeah,
0: that sounds great.
1: All right, perfect. Incubation. It is 2020 and the city of Flint says don't boil the water and I refuse to drink a single drop from any tap or bottle now. I've stopped bathing completely, waiting for rain to slick my skin back on. I eat accessory fruits mainly from cardboard and cover the rashes on my face with coconut oil to appear more alive. I sit beneath the sun lamp touching no one. It is 2016 and the city of Flint says, boil the water. My mother lays her head in a couch of her own hair, pulls back a scar from the watermark in her leg, the scalp of her knee giving to the bloody lock. Faucet water hardens into a fang, attacks, slowly unfleshes the body altogether. together. This week, my niece goes live on Facebook, filming her son running in an errant stupor, bad as he is already vaulting up an obstacle of leather, a base from which to rehearse flight. He lands, runs onto the carpet, the screech following his shade into the mat. He moves his joints to the finish muscle where his mind angles the floor. It is 2014 and the city of Flint says, boil the water. My niece, great nephew and I, bowl metallic mac and cheese from the aluminum. We all smash it heavy and wet the taste in the soup of our mouth. TJ plays the last noodle with his finger, consumes it, says, where's the meat? It is 2017 in the city of Flint says, boil the water. I undo the gauze from the stitched together incision below my navel. The procedure, an embolization to loosen the knot of veins growing inside me. And to clean the wound, I use a room temperature bottle of purified drinking water, more gauze, and a plain bar of antibacterial soap. I apply a small amount of Bactine to the area and stick on a hospital gray bandage. I press onto it lightly for 10 seconds. It is 2014 and the city of Flint says, "'Don't boil the water.' I lie into a nightmare of sound. Again, there is no rest. The whole house and hood is washed in the voice of some agent installed in the park burn projects adjacent from the crib, tucked in the half of a half of an acre An alarm a holler on blast every night from 10 p.m. until we all sleep it off. This lasts for a year, despite complaint. Another day starts like this, stretched by the mile of voice sounding from the intersection of Pearson and Cloverlawn, throwing itself to the undead, which lay some distance elsewhere. The broke record of it, in the air, in the water, in the dream, warning, warning. You have violated an area protected by security. The authorities have been notified. Leave immediately. Warning! Warning! You have violated an area protected by security. The authorities have been notified. Leave immediately. Warning! 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 You have violated an area protected by security. The authorities have been notified. Leave immediately. Warning! 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 You have violated an area protected by security. The authorities have been notified. Leave immediately. Warning! 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 You have violated an area protected by security. The authorities have been notified. The authorities have been notified. The authorities have been notified. Leave immediately. Leave immediately. Leave immediately. Warning, 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 leave immediately. Warning, 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 leave immediately, leave immediately. Leave! It is 2015 and the city of Flint says, boil the water. I return to the city for the first time since the story surfaced, riding through the hood, crossing at the corner of Pearson and DuPont, stands a string of neon stanchions, military servicemen, a gaggle of pallets, a gaggle of bottled waters wishing us well. It is 2018, and the city of Flint says, don't boil the water. Soon, a new narrative, lead exposed as opposed to lead poisoned. The spin of an incident as accident, a posture to say, I guess we all were just a little naive. As counter to, yes, we did this with our full knowing, education and training notwithstanding. Surely, you can trust us now. It is 2020 and the city of Flint says, boil the water. Bills, flyers, pamphlets, bags, bills, manuals, mailers, bills, boxes, bills, bottles, bottle caps, bills, a junk flood in the streets, overflowing our houses now. Every piece of litter and literature yelling, consume, consume. It is 2019 and the voice on the radio says, have you or your family been affected by the Flint water crisis? Does your child's blood level show evidence of lead poisoning? Have you noticed any rashes or developmental issues in your child? If so, you may be eligible to file a claim and receive compensation for you and your child's suffering. Please call us at the law offices of, it is 2015 and the city of Flint says boil the water. My boy Q posts a picture of his back bubbling with fissures in an even spread. Having bathed in the city's Northeast waters, the contagion carries itself into the host, bearing witness to a feast of skin and other soft metals. Thank you. Wow,
0: that's my guest, Jonah Mixon Webster, reading his poem, "Incubation." Jonah Mixon Webster, what what role does Flint play in your writing? What what role has it taken up in your writing?
1: Um, most of the work in Stereotype, and including, and especially the section that deals with the Flint water crisis. Um, are just derived from uh, real life experiences. Um, growing up in Flint, I've I've had so many ups and downs, so many ambivalent moments. I mean, I, I, I once suffered a great tremendous deal of pain being outed at nine years old in a pretty rough, you know, the roughest side mm-hmm. of town. Um, and then trying to navigate that while also experiencing, I mean, just a beautiful and rich culture that Flint has. Um, I started writing poetry, I started uh, playing music in Flint. Um, so Flint gave me my ear, gave me my musicality in these ways, uh, the teachers that I met there. Um, so I feel like you know, this work was a way to honor both, both the real suffering that I experienced and other people experienced in Flint and also the real beauty and joy um, that we are also uh, you know, helping to cultivate and to create in the city.
0: We're talking with Jonah Mixon-Webster, poet, educator, and conceptual and sound artist about his poetry collection, Stereotype, which won the Penn America and Joyce Osterweil Award and was a finalist for the Lambda Literary Award for Gay Poetry. And if you, our listeners, have a reaction you want to share or a question for Jonah Mixon-Webster, you can always call us at 866-733-6786. You can email us, forum at kqed.org. You can post your comments on Twitter or Facebook at kqedforum. It's interesting as you talk about just that really complicated relationship you have with Flint. It reminds me of what also feels like a really complication, a complicated relationship you have with what is the title of your poetry collection, Stereotypes. One of the things that I found in reading your poetry is that while you are constantly disrupting and upending and challenging stereotypes, you are also in many ways acknowledging the power of stereotypes and the complicity that fuels that power. I wonder if that is part of your relationship to what stereotypes are like, like what kind of power do you feel like they hold and what power do they hold? Do you feel like on you?
1: That's such a great question. Oh, uh, such a great question. Thank you so much. Um, you know stereotypes i feel like are the kind of major mech is the like the major mechanism of colonization oppression um before any of those kind of endeavors can really be fully achieved the stereotype is the primary force mm. that at once justifies and reifies um the violence that are done to people that which which have who who have stereotypes you know grossly uh, uh, imposed upon them um, so I feel like stereotypes are extremely powerful. They are the um, the kind of the subconscious, conscious processing, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, system apparatus yeah. that we have become experts in. We're experts in stereotyping people and ourselves. And was, as far as you know, myself goes, when I was trying to navigate, you know, these really difficult, ambivalent spaces. Um, I I realized that I was just mimicking right the images and the affectations that I saw everyone else do right that was based on what a black man should be and should look like in order to survive um in order to navigate not only the very immediate local arena that space but also the very large social <laughs> arena uh, of this country.
0: Hmm. The the way you write stereotype on the cover of your book, mm-hmm. it, it's written where the word type is written in all caps and parentheses. What led you to treat the word stereotype this way?
1: Oh, um, it's a really fun question too. Uh, <laughs> I I really was trying to draw a, a very strong, um, precise like line between what's occurring and what's happening right when we are encountering stereotypes, um, and so for me, you know, kind of you know separating this this kind of word I was a at once an approach to thinking about how I was working with the material, the sonic material, the visual material on the page, um, with the you know the, with the type right. So stereotype is a, a major sonic project also yes. as well for me. Um, and so kind of like separating those two things out um, kind of attends to, right, the, the way I'm using these materials, right, um, to, to, you know, kind of to ha- get different angles on how the process of stereotypes work um, and to, you know, to strike a stronger chord with, you know, the implicit biases um, that might be, you know, lurking within mm-hmm. one's psyche. But also the etymology of those words, stereo, you know, thinking from the Greek stereos um, means solid, right? <laughs> and then type, which comes from the typos, <laughs> typos, meaning strike. So, you know, thinking about this solid strike that the stereotypes create um as we we're thinking about, you know, these archetypal archetypal images of Black people in America, as also we're thinking about this process of printmaking um, and and constantly reproducing the same thing right, using, you know, thinking about like the actual stereotype machine, right, and so this the, trying to allow the language to perform some of its very ingrained, you know, innate <laughs> um, uh, uh, conceptual energy, yes. um, I wanted to, yes, yeah, separate those out, you know, you know, think about how concretized stereotypes become, um, through this, you know, this solidification, this amalgamation of images, sounds, right, um, affects, uh, things like that, but then also in this process of, of typifying people, right, um, yes. typification, right, these, you know, having to create a type <laughs> over and over and over again, and permutations of this type, or these types.
0: So well. um, the way yeah. that you play with words on a page or experiment with them to try to evoke the meanings that you are describing now is really something um, that listeners get if they open your book. And amazingly, as you say, it was very much a sonic experience. So then they also get a different experience when they listen to the audiobook, which is what mm-hmm. I did. And then an even more different experience, uh, Jonah Mixon-Webster, when I saw you performing some of your poetry in YouTube videos. It's a different experience Mm. there as well. And I think it's incredible that you're able to achieve all of that. And I want to remind our listeners we're talking with poet Jonah Mixon Webster, and you're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Let me go to a a call, if I could. Lois in Piedmont, join us. Thanks for calling. Uh, Good morning. What's on your mind, Lois? Yeah. I so appreciate your work young man. Um, I lived in Flint from the time I was a child until I was 12. I went back for a wedding. And then about five years ago I went back to visit family and friends there after this water crisis and I just cannot believe that the state imposed a horrific thing on my community. And I just appreciate what you've written.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Bless you. Um,
0: thank you there is that moment in the poem that you read incubation when you depict the government warning and and Mm -hmm. you have this sort of like incessant and accelerating pace to the government warning which really evoked for me just the drumbeat of worry and fear that must have been in the minds of flint residents (sighs) Do you think about how a poem will sound like when I mean in the process? Do you think about how a poem will sound? Does it even precede the writing?
1: It does it does? <sighs> Woo! Thank you, Lois, um, for that. Uh, again, I'm you know I'm just kind of feeling it too. But um, that was one of the most kind of like horrible, most I mean, frightening, horrific compounding elements of the water crisis was all this other kind of warfare that was taking place in Flint. A lot of people don't even know about. So some of this like this psychological warfare, we know there was biological warfare happening. The psychological warfare having this this alarm, but you know, there we went, it was so many complaints made to the city council about it. It was like, is this an actual alarm or is this a sound installation? And what alarm do you, you know, what alarm do you know or have you heard of that doesn't turn off or that plays every night from 10 p.m. to eight in the morning yeah it can be heard for a mile and a half
0: and, and the long tail of that impact that both you and lois are expressing is, is so clear to me there is uh jonah mixed whips or a lot of internal anguish and stereotype but there was one poem where you felt really free to me and it's titled on juking with another black boy um <laughs> we just have two minutes left and I'm wondering if you could just say a little bit about what space you were in with that particular poem, because it does strike such a different chord.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, that poem was also a way to honor um, uh, Denise Smith, who, in a lot of ways, their work has just, you know, I feel like allowed me, gave me the permission to be more of myself, be fully more, more, more of myself. And so just to have this experience, you know, we're me and we're dancing together at a party, um, and I'm I, you know, I'm like feeling, you know, completely relinquished from the duty and the burden of, you know, performance, of performing this huh. thing, right? And so I wanted to use that poem to capture um know what that really means right so much of the book it does talk to straightforwardly explicitly or and it alludes to you know violence between you know black men but you know I, I needed work in stereotype to also complicate that with you know affection love and just just you know <laughs> uh, how can I say this just you know just that feel good you know moment where you're just at a party and you're dancing with somebody that looks like you and you and they see you and you see them. And in that kind of sublimity, you know, how do you try to capture that? Um, and so that was a space that I, I felt could open up some other possibilities.
0: Do you feel just... like putting stereotype out in the world gets you closer to having that be more of a, a factor in your life?
1: If don't <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things, um, a lot of things that stereotype allowed me to to say and to express that I couldn't or that it took 20 years to understand.
0: Well, thank Um, you for putting it out into the world, Jonah Mixon-Webster. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you all for having me.
0: And thank you to our listeners for their comments. Robert writes from one Flint expat writer to another great work. (laughs) Thank you also to Caroline Smith for producing our segment. You've been listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim.